I think that if someone, okay, say someone's like thinking about it, hey, is this going to hurt my relationship or, or they're just playing around with the idea, like think, but as a guy, you really have to approach it with a mindset of um, you're going into a professional space and I think my mind becomes very just cut and dry and, and like almost like militaristic, like it's just like I'm do, there to do a job, you know, and like you're my coworker right now. And it took me like a year and a half to really soften up to her to to see the dynamic of our relationship she cared about me more when we were shooting than i did i looked at her a lot like a coworker. well you've got responsibilities and i've got responsibilities i can't be mindful of what you got in your plate you got to freaking take care of that because i got my own stuff and it, it sounds rough but in some ways i was a bit like that even though i didn't see that so it really took a lot for me to because this will affect your couples this will affect your edit this will affect how you shoot this will affect Everything. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Let's Get Creative Podcast, and I'm your host, Yin Chong from Yin Chong Videos. Uh, today, I was, uh, I'm very happy to be able to invite uh, Foolishly Rushing In. Uh, they are from uh, Orange County, LA, uh, and they are like a power couple. And one year ago, I managed to follow them on Instagram, and uh, I managed to uh, have a conversation with them, and I just wrote to them and Hopefully they can join uh, our podcast and they agreed and uh, we managed to have the recording in February, uh, early February and uh, it was a very full of conversation, full of golden nuggets that they shared as a couple and we talked about how we can uh, manage both family and work uh, if, you are, uh, if you are bringing your work back home how are you gonna uh, communicate as a couple and be able to uh, work smoothly and don't affect the work because um, I think there's a synergy between couple and how we work together so uh, they are like the best person or the best people to ask for advice in terms of that aspect and uh, I love their rustic vibe uh, in terms of how they shoot their couple uh, then shared certain uh, artistic direction like how they choose certain uh, way of shooting that can express uh, uh, specific couples. Nadia also shared about like her art direction of how uh, she's very uh, detail oriented and she does photography for, for years. Uh, what are the ways that uh, we can do as a couple to make sure that we have a smooth communication throughout and we talk about like the overall like timeline of an uh, average American wedding like uh, what's the difference between uh, Asian wedding in Singapore versus American weddings and uh, what are the things that draw similarities yeah we shared a lot more on that um, and lots more into today's podcast so uh, thank you again uh, Dan and Nadia you guys rock so hard uh, you guys are the best and thanks for being the first ever overseas guest that's in this Let's Get Creative podcast and uh, we hope everyone that's listening now can value add their own business as an individual or as a couple so I don't want to waste your time Let's Get Creative podcast on this episode um, I finally get to see you guys real life I mean uh, online because I've been following you guys for like at least a year and I've been like finding inspiration from you guys it's really amazing I get to talk to you guys. That's cool. Thanks for having us. 
so so um so how was the shoot yesterday? Sounds very tiring. <laughs> It was fun. <laughs> We're tired, but it was fun. I mean, they're always fun. Yeah. We always like collab collaborating with like other planners and mm-hmm. just you know helping them do their thing. Yeah, and making good friends. It really does like um, make things inspiring along the way when you actually are making friends and meeting people for sure. So we love we love sound shoots a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, I didn't get the chance to ask why you guys chose that as your as your company Our name. name? Yeah, it's the most important question. <laughs> so we chose Foolishly Rushing In because we, when we first met, we got engaged within three months, four months, he likes to say four months, and then we were married within 11 months yeah. of meeting each other. So a lot of people like were like, oh, you guys are crazy for like getting married that quick and you just met. And so... And then our first dance was to only, is it Only Fools Rush In? Yeah, it's only, or I don't know the actual name of the song, but you know, Only Fools Rush In by Elvis Presley. Yep. That was our song we danced to. And then when we were building our brand and, and, and we knew we had to be kind of true to like our style and who we are, like the heart of what it is and try to find ways to express that because that's going to be the success of any company mm-hmm. is don't try to be something you're not, like look inside and then find ways to express it. So when we were looking at that, like the thing that is always going to be true is we are going to be attracting couples like us and, and we're going to be expressing our art in a certain way and it's always like people that are just kind of crazy in love with each other, you know, enough to kind of rush into a fool's rush. And like, it, it's people just, that have been together for nine years, people that have been, been together for 15 years, but there's something about it. They're just like, they love this person, you know, they're, they are in love, you know, it's not this like production. Step, yeah. Yeah. Cool, so cool, cool. Foolishly rushing in. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Elvis Presley. <laughs> I wanted to kind of like ask how is your 2020 looking like? Like how many weddings are you taking this year and uh, the overall plan of growing the company? So for 2020 right now, we've been saying that we only want to shoot 25 weddings. Mm -hmm. And then we have um, a team as well that shoots for us. And then we're saying like what, 10 for them, but- Around 10 to 15. Yeah, 10 to 15, but- Mm -hmm. Depends, like, if we really love the couple, sometimes we'll, like, add them, you know? Yeah, basically, we're, we're already fully booked yeah. to our 25 goal. So we're like, okay, do we really mean 25? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, we're still editing the last wedding of 2019 right now. So, you know, it's, mm. it's the middle of February. It, it was a crazy holiday season. We were just editing 24-7. So mm-hmm. it would be nice to... I think for sure mm-hmm. for 2020, we said we're going to take on less video weddings mm. and more photo weddings just because like video takes two times more the amount to edit versus photo. Yeah. It's like way faster, you know, mm. and um, like his like with videos, like you have to be so creative in a different way. I feel like with photos, you're creative day of and with video, you have to be creative, like not just day of, but also like once you're editing the story, you know, because mm-hmm. we don't just document the day so he's always like hunting for like those super meaningful or beautiful shots throughout the day so 
2020, yeah. So, I don't know, probably between 25 and 30. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think one of our goals was this year we wanted to travel more. We we did a lot of local weddings um, in 2019, and we were happy with that. That's what we wanted. And then we started doing the business like in the be beginning years, doing a lot of traveling. And then, and I don't know, it was our goal. We were praying about it, and then it just worked out. There's a, there's a lot of traveling. Most of our wedding dates are traveling this year, so we're, we're excited about that. Um, we wanted to have, she cares a lot about design, so we wanted to be, you know, working with um, a lot of designers, pl wedding planners and designers to have, like, kind of certain aesthetics that she loved, and, and those things are actually working out, you know, and meeting. Um, yeah, so the goal for sure, I feel like this year was meeting planners, you know, meeting mm -hmm. people in the industry, because most of our clients come from Instagram, which is awesome, you know. Um, but we're like, okay, we want to build a community. We want the people around us to know who they are and that they know us and kind of like build a home here where we are. So definitely, I feel like that's the goal this year, just to meet people. And then I remember one of the other goals was for her to be printed in magazines. And, and, and so then, I don't know, things just kind of come around, I guess, when, when things are going good, you know, luckily. And so then her first will be Rock and Roll Bride. Um, that'll be in, I don't know, May. May. So she gets to be printed and sold in Barnes & Noble. Uh, wow. That's pretty cool. I'm really excited. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so, so uh, how long have you guys been like um, uh, like a power couple for for uh, photo and videos for weddings? Honestly, photo and video together, three Three years. Three years. Yeah. yeah, we started doing video maybe five years ago, something about that. Yeah, yeah, and and then about three years she's been doing uh, photo with me full time. Yeah, oh, I was his second video first, so yeah. Oh, so uh, so for is for both of you, uh, is it like uh, do you decide you want to go straight to weddings, or before that you have like a full time job? Then you suddenly just like uh, decide together that we want to do this together. Yeah. Yeah. So I was studying to be a police officer. So I was studying criminal justice. Mm -hmm. Wow. And he was corporate <laughs> office. So I had a corporate job. Um, I started as a graphic designer at this company. And then throughout the years, I moved like to motion graphics and then filming. And then I was like, in the end, I was like the creative director in charge of like all of the teams, and and I did video along the way, but then, uh, and I guess in a past life, basically I was a musician. So then some of the band, the band guys, some of the the members of the band asked like uh, if I would film their wedding, and it went great. It was awesome. It was fun. You know, it was, I just did it for fun as a hobby. And then another guy got married and asked for a favor. And it kind of just snowballed into this thing where a lot of people were asking and, and we started making money from it. We found out we loved it, which I never wanted to go into wedding videos. Um, and I was making good money uh, at the corporate job, you know, so I think we did it for fun. I think like, yep. we loved the people and we loved getting to meet new people and like hear their stories. Yeah. And it kind of just like like, yeah, this is cool, you know. <laughs> So then a few years ago, we decided just to quit our jobs and do this full time. And so we kind of 
I think we did a little bit backwards and a lot of people did did it because I think a lot of guys, especially in the video, they try to make money doing video, kind of whatever way they can. And mm. I feel that a lot of guys just do wedding videos because that that's something that's work that's available and you can start out. And But we kind of did it backwards where we had work and then went into wedding videos because we were able to work from home, work together. We would be creative on the things that we want to be creative on and facilitated like all of the life that we wanted to. We love it. We love telling the stories. Yeah. And most of all, what I love the most about it is seeing her grow into this super creative professional woman. <laughs> I love supporting that. I mean that. Like that is a huge incentive for me doing this. I love seeing her her do what she does. For sure. Honestly, actually actually that's pretty cool because my wife is a full time tutor. So basically she tutor kids. She actually don't have any experience at all. Then I, I decided to let her like uh, try to shoot some videos for our family and stuff. Then I noticed yeah. that she has something very special. Like uh, she can um, film a little bit, uh, a lot more emotional stuff and she can sense it way before it. And that's, that's when I felt that she might be uh, like a super good second shooter for me. She just can sense what I want. Like she can just fill up the other void that I need to fill up. So I can safely film the, we call it the safety shots, right? Like most of the parts where it's important. And she can capture like the relatives, the, the emotions where I need, like maybe uh, when they're exchanging vows and the parents are crying, she can immediately yeah. switch it to the other side. And I was like, oh, this is the one, this is the one. Because I have hired additional <laughs> shooters. They just don't fit what I want, the vision. And it's always very frustrating. Yeah. And it's very, very hard. And, and, I think a couple's uh, chemistry, you can't really mimic that. It, it's like whether you can or can't. So uh, I think that part is amazing that you both have like the same frequency. And I'm, I'm just curious, uh, Narnia, right? Uh, do you have any experience like uh, beforehand, like when you're studying as a police officer, like in like a photo, a photo or video? No, I mean, I always enjoyed photos and I always thought it was, you know, beautiful and stuff, but I didn't really think about it until I started doing video with him. And then I kind of, I wanted something for myself, like, because I felt like video was always like his, his world, you know, I was just helping him do his thing. And then I was like, hey, I kind of want to learn, but I'm scared. And then he like, if it wasn't for him, like he really pushed me and he's the one that taught me everything. And then later on when I like really took ownership of it, like I dove in deep, like I love study. Then she pushed me out of the way and she's like, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I love studying. So I did like a lot of like online courses. I learned not just wedding stuff, but even like I looked outside of wedding photography to kind of like learn editorial, learn even like how to people take photos of like food and stuff just so that I can incorporate that into the wedding stuff and have like better image even of just food or like the tablescapes and just like trying to be good at every little different thing about a wedding. I think that that for me, that was the thing that, I mean, she always had an eye for a frame and like you were talking about with your wife, she had like this kind of, she could intuitively understand like emotions. Yeah. Although I think, you pick up on the energy that the couple's giving. Like, are they done with the shoot or they have more energy to give or she can tell where that they are out more. But 
she had this intuitive sense of art and the background and just simplicity and and making things like she she sees the world just very black and white very just like it is what it is and i see all these options right so that kind of clouds my view of like uh decisions in the moment how to direct a couple decisions in the moment like what you know what direction should we be shooting like a lot of different things and she sees it one way and this is it and it's just a very simple like clean and pure decision for her and it's good and so she always had this kind of talent even before she was doing photo of just art and and designing our home and just everything she touched it like it kind of like grew you know so when um she started wanting to do photo i was like yeah you'd be awesome at this you know and i remember a turning point for her was when uh when you're like oh, I, you, you started doing it and you're like i can't i can't do a full wedding or like there was something in this that time period where she's like can't do this you know and and i was like um I remember saying, "Well, yeah, no, you're not. You're not going to be able to do it unless you actually really want it." I said, "Because you're going to hit a million roadblocks here, so yeah. you're the only one that's going to be able to say, I wanted enough to go past all those.' You know, and and then she, and I did. I mean, I wasn't going to push her because it had to be something she actually wanted. You know, because I knew she could have the talent to do it." But the next step was to like commit to it. Yeah, and, about that. and so the next step was she booked her first wedding. You know, wow. and, and and she had the she had like the guts to do it. She says, "Okay, I'm gonna do it." And I was like, "Oh, so it's like secretly in the corner, like I'm so proud of her." You know, <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. um, it, I mean, it's important to always have somebody to bounce ideas off of. It just so happened that it was cool that I got to be her husband. Like, I was the one she got to bounce ideas off of. But everybody needs somebody to to talk to and bounce ideas off of. Yeah, so it's yeah. cool that your wife is now helping you, you know, because yeah. the day of a wedding, it's like, what do you see? What Where is the beauty that you see? And what, you know, like you have two different ideas. So Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of nice to bounce ideas with each other. And I, I don't know why I always let her watch the first draft and she will have very interesting comments that can value <laughs> at like the overall view. And I think the best part about her is she don't sugarcoat like my work whatever that doesn't make yeah. sense you just say like why are you doing this and why why should i change this uh and sometimes it can be like a slap in the face but it's a kind of like a wake-up <laughs> call <laughs> then it, because uh because uh as an as a creator we are so engrossed into like a certain vision that uh as because she's the same age as most of the brides so uh if if she says something that is going to be very meaningful, the bride will definitely have the same vibe as her. So I felt like I think that's also one of the pros, like having a guy shooting a wedding and having a girl shooting a wedding. I think the perspective is very, very different. So uh, maybe you can uh, kind of, both of you can kind of describe what is your style when you're shooting wedding. How, how, how do you describe your style? If someone asks you like, uh, can you paint us a picture of like, uh, what is your vibe? Towards weddings, we have very different answers to this. <laughs> well, we have very different styles, which yeah. I think, to preface, I think it's really cool the way that we complement each other and the product that's handed to the couple at the very end. 
what do they have? They have your photos, they have the video. They both tell a very different story, not only because one's still, one's moving, you know, they tell different parts of the emotion, but like, well, you say what you want to say about your photos and what you hunt for in your, in your creativity, but it's, they work hand in hand and it's a complete picture seeing things the way they are, very aesthetically beautiful, and then seeing things maybe the way they felt, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like a balance. Yeah. Do and you want to answer this question? Then? But vibe-wise, <laughs> when they my vibe, I don't know. I feel like mine's like chill bride, but with the hint of fashion. And I don't know. <laughs> I never, and people ask, and I was like, I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> Because uh, I, I, I think uh, you guys have a very, uh, to me, it feels like a very rustic vibe. And in, in Singapore, it, uh, not a lot of couples uh, understands that. So they are usually going to the more traditional church, a little bit of Chinese kind of a mix. So whenever I find inspiration, it's much easier to pluck ideas from you guys because uh it, it breaks the normal cycle of how people shoot. And I notice you guys like like set their cause a lot. Like uh, the wedding, like uh, the, the dining areas where a lot of people actually missed out. Uh, those are actually part of wedding. And I think that part is very uh, interesting of how you guys approach it. Like you really shoot it the way you shoot like the whole dining area and everything, it feels like I'm I'm like watching a like a movie or like I'm like watching through like a magazine cover. I think that really takes a lot of effort to really go to that level so that actually the couples can appreciate all the small details. Cause I think a lot of people is so engrossed with like the bride and the groom and uh all that part, but they missed out like the, the hotels or like the resort that they are in and uh, do you guys spend how much time do you spend actually shooting like all these small little details on the actual day? I feel like with every little thing I feel like it's a 30 minute window with everything like details of the beginning of the day 30 minutes you know because it's not because we literally split our time it'll take me 15 minutes and then it'll mm. take him 15 minutes like we share the middle like, yeah. it's not just I'm the middle the whole time. It's like we share it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she's putting on the dress, I block another 30 minutes for that because I'll take 15, he'll take the other 15. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's like reception, like reception details, you know, same 30 minutes in and out. It's it's probably less. It's not quite one. it's not quite like double the time, but it is. We do a lot more time where like, say, if you take 15, I'll I'll shoot si- alongside her and then I'll go back through my list for the next five, at least, of what did I not get, like, centered, or her looking right at my camera or whatever, you know, or what worked well for her. Let's redo it for video type of thing, you know? And then also when he takes center, it forces mm. me to do side stuff. It forces me mm. to look for other things versus just what I see in front of me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, you know, that's the good thing, too. Yeah, that's jumping ahead a bit, but I wish that more uh, creatives, photo and video, met beforehand, collaborated beforehand, really tried to say, what's your, what are you going for? Like, you know, why did they hire us? You know, like start with some common ground and say, 
let's do this as a team. Not like, let's make sure you get your stuff, let's make sure I get my stuff. But let's, you know, I mean, you're, you're creating a product for, for the bride, whether you're doing the partnering together or you're just separate vendors or whatever. But from from me for like the style um, with that question, uh, like for me, I, I just I'm, I'm thinking more internally most of the time, so it's just natural for me. And like I would say for anybody that's a creative, don't go against the grain. Like freaking ever, like don't don't try to go against the grain. You sometimes have to fit, like you have to please somebody, like a bride or somebody. You have to do something a certain way for them and do that. But like really think about yourself and like how do you express yourself and for me i'm i'm thinking about inside of my head a lot how i feel or how does she feel i i rarely just take things the way they are this is what happened like most of the time i'm thinking like how do how does this person feel in the moment you know so when it comes to like details for the reception like i i'll i'll get one wide shot and of of a static shot of like this is what it looks like one super tight shot of something interesting so it can feel emotional, emotional almost editorial where you, it's not moving it's a static shot it's, it's racking focus somewhere and then the rest i'll get like a 50 uh, and i have a super 35 lit, uh sensor so it's kind of more like a i don't know 35 if you had a crop sensor or something like that but i'll get my 50 and I'll shoot just where the light's coming through something where it's transparent because that light represents most of the time in product represents how do you feel in that moment. So the bride has already designed things the way that they want. They already put their touch into things. They've tried to tell their story through the tables, through the print, through the design. So I don't want to just look at it. I want to see the light uh, shoot that at the time when the, the light's good, not when the guests are there, but when the light's, you know, coming through and it's transparent and and it's and so when you're looking at it, you're kind of getting a sense of her style, but you're like, how does she feel in the day? What is she trying to express? What is, what do they feel about each other? And so it's woven in with their story. But I feel like that's important because for us, we like to host people. We like people who come to our house. We like the idea of like creating a space where people can can like flourish and find comfort and and that's what people are doing on their wedding. They're creating a space for all their guests to to witness that, and and so it's an expression. It's a it's like an extension of their relationship. So like for us, I think that I'm thinking about how do they feel, and I'm trying to create shots and emotions of that are more maybe organic, hopefully. <laughs> And, and maybe more vintage, uh, that's my style, what I like, version to show like how do they feel in the day rather than this is what's happening, you know? So that's kind of like my thought. And I capture this is what's happening and I have my second shooter concentrate on like the emotion of what's happening. Like let's say it's like, like you said, like starting the ceremony and your wife sees somebody crying so she captures that, that's what my second shooter's doing too, you know? She's looking for those emotional times. So we have like a game plan too beforehand. But I will say about you, it is never plain. Even when she says, yeah. "I'm capturing the way it's happening," what's happening, she's documenting. Her way of documenting is very minimalistic. So she's looking at the back of her frame, and it's the cleanest frame. Mm -hmm. And she's looking at it in an angle. She kind of intuitively moves to the right spot. That is a clean. You can focus on. So she says she documents it. It's clean, but because the frame is so clean and the angle is right. You, your eyes go straight to the couple's face. 
and that's a really important thing for photos where you've got to be able to make sure you framed it and you've you've composed it in a way where the focus goes straight to the emotion even when it's a very simple shot so mm. that's like you know i can't do that <laughs> i have, i have to shoot time, i have to shoot weird angles that's the way i see it i can't shoot like that uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess that's that's the best part about it that you guys can complement different visions and uh, even the way that you shoot and the lens that the 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 lens that you guys choose are also totally different that has different vibes to it. Okay, so I would like to have like uh, five quick fire rounds, so you can so you need to answer as fast as you we, can. We don't answer anything fast. That's the problem. I'll talk about <laughs> every. <laughs> okay. We'll try. Uh, just try your best. We'll <laughs> okay. What's the best piece of advice that you have received? Best we have received. received. Man, I first thing in my mind was was Lauren Dixon back in the beginning saying just do it, like just yeah. just book that ad, just start. Started it. Started going. Yeah. Okay. So if you have one lens for a shoot, what will you be? Fifty. Fifty. Both fifty. Fifty and a full frame. Fifty. Yeah, that's the problem. We have the same fifty. We're fighting over it. <laughs> I have a forty-five, uh, and so I'll I'll use the forty-five. It's a vintage lens, so it's a little bit more characteristic. But um, so if you got a crop sensor, I'd say thirty-five. If I'm shooting on my Blackmagic, uh, the the 4K, I, I'll go to a 35 before I'll go to something like a 50. But I got a Super 35. It's close to full frame, so 50. 50. <laughs> okay. So uh, if your house was on fire now, what are the two things they're gonna take out and run? My dogs and my kids. Eli and Ezra, my kids. <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, yeah. don't care about the cameras and stuff. What things? <laughs> I I'd probably grab that big camera behind me, and maybe this laptop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd forget about our passports. We'd forget about <laughs> so many things. Yeah, I would not even grab that. Yeah. I would I, probably just grab like whatever like bright stuff i need like all my drives and stuff that's probably oh, it oh gosh the hard drives yeah hard let drives. me revise my list i'm gonna grab my hard drives which i've never thought about before yeah externally stuff i think nice yes okay uh if you have one superpower what would you be and why superpower i'm already strong oh. <laughs> <laughs> um um uh, flying. I don't know. Save a lot of costs. Hmm. Fast, he said fast. I, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. Flying, I'll take you with me. Alright, I'll go with it. Nice. <laughs> so sweet. So, uh, what's the weirdest request from your brides or grooms? Weirdest request? I don't want to say it. <laughs> you get, I think, I don't really get weird requests. I think mainly it's for video that we get weird requests for. Yeah, I think it's really rare. Like, I deliver a, an edit, it's done. I, I never get revisions. Like, I've gotten two revisions a couple times, and it's yeah, like, like hey, my, five years my mom wasn't there enough or something like that. But 
it's it's weird when someone like requests a specific song or something like that and it's like and you know it's like and it's usually a, a way of saying oh sorry no it's, it's gonna be this way <laughs> you know so we had one of those recently and it was like you want what no no sorry it's it's yeah. gonna be this way and I mean, there's a lot of good reasons we know that we're gonna put ourselves into a situation no one's gonna be happy with and it's and it's not going to be good of a product if we go that route. So we just kind of stick to our guns and, and do it justice and put our whole heart into it, make it what we need it to be. But we just kind of know better. Yeah. That would probably be the worst thing. Well, it's not that weird. And we've got to come up with a better answer for that one. <laughs> I mean, it's weird enough. Because usually wedding <laughs> films, they usually don't. We usually have very minimal revisions. That's for sure. Uh, because they are, they are actually hiring you for your vision. So the chances of them actually dislike it is very mild. I mean, yeah. provided you have done a good job, I think definitely the couples can feel it. So, uh, do you have uh maybe the last question is what's the best movie you ever watched? Best movie? That's hard. I watch a lot of movies. You know, Shawshank Redemption came to mind. It's just you know, it's just one of those movies I saw when I was younger. It's so good, nostalgic, all that. Love that movie. I love the way it was framed. Now is like doing film, looking back, and you know, Roger Deakins. It's good. Okay. <laughs> what about you? Um, I don't know. I want to say it's gonna be a chainsaw oh, massacre one. Oh my god! It's but... either gonna be a horror movie for her, or it's gonna be something <laughs> on Hallmark. It's gonna be the cheesiest movie. Like, what would it? Depends be on like, the genre. Oh. <laughs> Would, so I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new runs, just because I feel like that's like nostalgic to growing up for me. But, it's a weird way to grow up. <laughs> but I don't know. I just love too many movies, and I love too many love movies, actually, yeah. to pick one. I'm always searching for all the love movies. I've seen them all. Definitely. They don't come out with like love movies fast enough for me. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about Interstellar. I see, I love movies like that that are so like introverted like interstellar or something like that oh it's so good i thought you liked the blue people blue people avatar that one's good too blue people <laughs> the blue people <laughs> <laughs> okay so we come to the your main topic of the movie. day yeah Sorry? yeah what what's what? your favorite movie what's my favorite movie oh now i'm being interviewed that's nice um i don't think i have but i think uh inception is one of them yeah uh you have really like mind blow me like five times for five times that I've watched uh, every time I watch there's like a new thing that I've learned because there's so much to cram in that two three hours it's impossible to just have it once yeah. so I just keep watching it and I like, really like mind blown um, recently I watched Parasite uh, oh, it was it. oh my god it was so good Wait, okay. what did you love yeah. about Parasite what was it okay uh I think is they are trying to showcase the rich and the poor, the very drastic difference, and they show it in different ways, like uh, the top to bottom, like the rich is actually on top, like physically on top. They create like the staircase to show you like how much the difference, the gap between like their their status are, and uh, like they now 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 you are questioning like who are actually the parasites are they the like the the mid, uh, the low class people or actually the high class people because they are actually breeding that kind of like uh that the kind of uh, society where they are drawing the line 
and it's very uh, obnoxious when you kind of like keep watching how the rich actually reacts to the poor people and and think that part uh, really uh, they really drill that, that kind of uh, mentality into that movie to really like kind of tell you like this is how like uh, the rich and the poor are lah. Uh, to me, that is like the most because I, I I actually watched it last night, so it's still quite fresh in my mind, and I still need time was, to watch it again. Two nights ago, yeah, I, I watched it on Sunday when the Oscar was like. Yeah, I watched it, and at first, to be honest, my first reaction was like, "Why did that win?" And the more I think about it, I kind of had the same type of like reaction, like, "Okay, wait, no, the the rich were a bit like the parasite, like feeding off of it," and so like it it stuck with me more than a normal movie would. Mm. You know, and the more I thought about it, like, and obviously things were filmed amazing, but it's grown on me a lot. But it is a good movie for sure, really good. And it's grown on me more and more, and it's something I keep thinking about, like a couple days in. You know, so yeah. I, I hear you. Movie. I think I think one of the one of the best part was, uh, uh, the, the basement that that uh that man that actually, uh, pressed the SOS button with his head. And he hit until he's bleeding, uh, and he actually matched cut with the flickering light uh, of the old house, the one that is like at the bottom, and they actually matched cut with it and kind of showing like the f- the flickering effect of both areas where it's flooding, and the guy is holding yeah. the the stone or the rock that represent in 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 my mind it feels like it's representing wealth or greed. He's holding so tightly that you can literally see him like. Don't want to let go of it, even though like the whole house is flooded and it's dirty and everything. But he still believes that he he still wants it. So with that match cut with the one that is calling for help, yeah. with the light. Dude, you know what? I, I swear, when I watched that scene, when I was watching it, I'm like, there's something I'm not catching here. Like I know it's so metaphorical, and I'm like, I usually catch it all. You know, like I love movies. <laughs> like I wasn't getting it, and I'm like. And so I've been trying to rack my head, like, what was the, the metaphor that I was missing there? And, like, yeah, that's what you're saying. I did yeah. remember, I do remember the match cut with the flickering fluorescent light. I remember that in the, like, as they were, like, cutting. Yeah. That was so good. I mean, the way they intentionally placed it there for us to yeah. enjoy, I think that is, like, mind-blown to me. And a lot of the conversational angle that they should, is very extreme to the left or to the right that so that your head doesn't have to really turn when you're watching it's literally giving you that comfort and the motion of them moving the, the camera angle is all intentional it's really feel like the director have a really set that frame in mind so that uh, we yeah. can slowly travel how how our eyes watches the frame and I think that part really kudos to them that's why I think they really earned that that Oscar is really crazy. Yeah. Okay. Really cool. <laughs> that, that was a little bit I'm dark. I'm glad that I got to talk about it because <laughs> now, once, he's, now, he's, now his brain is thinking. <laughs> I wanted to talk to somebody about it. I didn't anybody talk to about it yet because no one that I, my circle friends had seen it yet. And then I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I, I think, I think uh, that's one of the shows that I watched. I think I would want to catch up the 1917. Is it 1917? The, yeah. So I haven't watched it yet, so no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that movie just like feels different than anything you'd ever see. Yeah, it's good. Nice. 
Okay, I think we should start like the first top, like the main topic of the day. Like, uh, is like how you guys uh, handles like our family life and actually work because I believe you guys work in your own home and um, everything is running concurrently with family and work. Maybe you can explain like uh, what's your what's your daily routine like? Then uh, maybe from there I can just jump I, in. I bought a big dog cage and I locked the kids in that. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> no. No, morning we both like help each other get the boys ready for school and then yeah. he'll go and take them to school. So what I do during that time is mm. I answer all emails as fast as I can because there's always so many emails. Mm. Um, that takes sometimes like up to three, four hours a day just to answer emails. Mm. Um, and then by the time he's back, like I'll, I'll make breakfast for us. He'll start editing and then I'll start editing. And then we work until... Well, so we are two people that are very like kind of go with the flow in our own different ways. But we do go with the flow, you know, kind of fluid in that way. So we have certain times when like... Yeah, the boys need to be picked up or the boys need to go to school or four o'clock is homework time or most of the time let's try to, you know, at least three days a week have a planned meal and we're eating dinner together, you know, and and try to keep weekends as much as possible for the kids and bring cupcakes home from weddings whenever we shoot a wedding for the kids or a slice of cake. So there's things that are like always consistent, but a lot of the times it's it's a it's a game of trying to really communicate with each other to help each other out, you know, because I think that most of the time it's it's like, okay, what's on your plate right now? And she is now really aware of when I'm in a process of editing, there's certain times when I'm just, I gotta go to a cave and I'm like, I just got headphones on and I'm, I'm in my thing and yeah. I can't be disturbed or then it's like five minutes could just be so productive that it's like five hours of, of time if it's just the right emotions or something. It's editing is so annoying, editing a video, you know? Yeah. And then there's times when she just really needs to have me take all things away from her so she can get through emails or she can get through like a deadline because she'll be shooting engagements. I don't deliver engagements. I wrap my engagements into the wedding film. She'll be mm -hmm. shooting a wedding. She has to deliver sneak peeks. I don't deliver sneak peeks. So there's certain things where I have I have to take care of her. She takes care of me. So, yeah. So then, for like for most, usually for like middle of the day, we take like three hours off to be with the boys. You know, take mm -hmm. care of them, and then their bedtime's at seven, and then we go back to work. Yeah. And so usually during that time, we'll edit more. We have FaceTime calls. Yeah. Um, stuff like that, or random stuff that we need to create or whatever. I think it is unique when you are a husband or wife team because for us, and I, I wonder what it's like for you, we find ourselves, because she has her own thing that she's editing that's on her plate, her own responsibility. And so we're working together all the time. There's a bit of like a connection. There's a bit of like, a, you know, a frequency where we're understanding each other. And so we're okay with working a lot because we're still together. We're joking around. She's watching movies as she edits half the time, and I'm, I'm hearing it. We're joking around all the time. So there aren't that many date nights and stuff like that. We do them. Yeah, but I but feel like we do those, like, on our way to a wedding. Or when we're or when away. We're, or, yeah, or when we're, you know, away from, mm -hmm. like, on a flight or whatever. Yeah. So what I about... I feel like those are our date nights. I agree. work. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about stuff in the car. Yeah. yeah. How does it work I for think you guys? 
I think for us, uh, because she's helping me like a part-time basis, so uh, she's also tutoring uh, most of the uh, students in or out of house. So some of the uh, duties will actually ca- uh, come in and uh, at our place to have the session uh, while I'm doing my editing and stuff. And um, she she's a little bit different from you guys. She actually requested to kind of like block uh, half a day or one whole day, uh, like a date night or like a family day, uh, instead of like blending the work into uh, a date sort of. Uh, she 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 doesn't buy that, and she always feel like I need to block out a certain timing to 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 kind of like make yeah. some effort to create that particular date night because last time was nine to five, so it's quite straightforward. Weekends are definitely for family and for dates, but now when the weekends and weekdays seems to be like blurred into the whole week, it doesn't feel like I have any weekends or weekdays, and it feels like weekends yeah. are actually fully weddings and yeah. by the time you come back from weddings it's like you know you're already half dead and you don't feel like doing anything you just want to sit there on your yeah. sofa and just like crash yeah so yeah. I think um, there's some sort of compromise but we, I think we are still navigating it because uh, la- last year I w- only last year I quit my job so uh, it will take like maybe a year to really fully navigate like between the compromise I think uh yeah. It's, it's not easy. I think the constant communication must be there. Yeah. Like for for example, like this Friday is actually Valentine's Day, right? And uh, there's a there's a wedding that I need to shoot. Uh, so I told her that uh, maybe we can do a week after. Then some sort of like a compromise between things like that. Because I know she will get a little bit uh, weird when yeah. if I if I don't do something on that day itself, so I told her how uh, why not we just cater one whole day next week, then uh, we can we can do whatever you want and plus Valentine's Day is so expensive, everywhere is so expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like you save money and actually yeah. I think it's good that you do take a day off. Like mm-hmm. we we don't last year for the most part didn't work Sundays. That was like our day. Like I didn't find any engagements, no FaceTimes, no. Sorry, um, our kids are knocking on the door. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> like no FaceTimes, no. Like I just tried, you know, very rarely did I say yes to a Sunday wedding. So we're going to try to do the same for this year. And it really worked out. So, but nice. it's hard for sure taking a day off. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, because we are working in this this line, uh, there's there's not much that uh, weekends are basically burnt out and I feel quite bad because uh, even my family don't get to see me as often uh, yeah. as like last time so uh, there's some sort of like uh, they will actually intentionally come over to come come over to my place because Singapore is a very small space like a very small place uh, we can literally drive from one place to the other, the other within like an hour and a half at most so uh, I guess that's like the compromise so uh, I have a question from one of my uh, listeners. He actually asked, like, how how does it feel to work as a couple? For me, it's good. Like, I feel like it's super easy, and I feel like it's made us closer to yeah. just to be together all the time. And when we're not together, and he has to go do like a video only, like I'll cry because he has to leave or whatever. <laughs> 
I think that if someone, okay, say someone's like thinking about it, hey, is this going to hurt my relationship? Or, or they're just playing around with the idea. Like, think as a guy, you really have to approach. I love it, by the way. Um, and I love it for a lot of reasons. But as a guy, you really have to approach it with a mindset of um, you're going into a professional space. And I think my mind becomes very just cut and dry and, and like almost like militaristic. Like, it's just like I'm do- there to do a job, you know? And like, you're my coworker right now. And it took me like a year and a half to really soften up to her to to see the dynamic of our relationship. She cared about me more when we were shooting than I did. I looked at her a lot like a coworker. Well, you've got responsibilities and I've got responsibilities. I can't be mindful of what you got in your plate. You got to freaking take care of that because I got my own stuff. And it, it sounds rough, but in some ways I was a bit like that, even though I didn't see that. So it really took a lot for me to because this will affect your couples, this will affect your edit, this will affect how you shoot, this will affect everything. And it and and it's better for everybody if the guy's approaching it from the standpoint of like still taking care of your wife when you're there when you're there shooting, you know, and, and leaning on each other and learning the times of the day when the other person needs help. There's times when video needs more help than photo or, or whatever. If you can figure out those things and you really do approach it like not going into a blind, you know, where like you think you're just going to work a job, you know, you really got to take care of your wife while you're there, you know, just like you would any other time, you know. But if you can uh, uh, you can do that, it's amazing because like you said at the beginning, you guys see that same frequency and um, or you're in the same frequency, but she's better at certain things than you and you can lean on each other and the final product is way better the communication with the couple is a million times better because you're a couple coming to them you there's a, there's a million things that are just yeah and when we travel we loved like we said driving talking to each other and listening to metal or some some random thing to talk about you know and like yeah it we have a lot of fun mm. yeah okay. it's completely worth it i my last, sorry, last thing, the last job, I traveled a lot for video production to other countries and stuff, and so I know what it's like to travel without her, and I know what it's like to travel with her, and this is far better, for sure, for sure, yeah. I see. Okay, so uh, what are, uh, what's the usual process in uh, American uh, weddings? Like, can you paint us a picture? Because in Singapore, uh, definitely the process is definitely different. We have uh, this thing called gate crash. Uh, I'm not sure that you, whether you guys actually know what's gate crash. Basically, it's just the, the groom and the, the groomsman will come over to the bride's place to pick her up. And uh, oh. they will have uh, they will actually lock the front door and they'll do a series of tests and uh, obstacles, some sort of thing, uh, to, to, to earn the bride, sort of, mm-hmm. to earn the bride. Uh, and uh, we have, we have uh, red envelopes. So uh, it's more of like a gesture of like giving blessings, but in monetary form. Yeah, yeah, so uh, they will have to pay that and do the obstacle, then they can uh, unveil the bride in their place, then pick her up to bring her to the guy side. So we have the tea ceremony, yeah. then we will Asian. actually give to both sides, that, that kind of thing. So uh, for, for, for American version, uh, what's the usual like timeline of the whole wedding like? Yeah, so we see a lot of that because a large part of our uh, couples are Asian. They're from they're from Thailand. They're from China. They're from um, Philippines. Philippines. A lot of Philippines. So eighty percent of our couples are are, are Asian. 
so we see a lot of that like influence in it but the timeline is usually americanized i feel like and so like yeah there's tea ceremonies there's there's times when there'll be something that's that's a little bit more traditional like that but most of the time well she does a timeline so she should say it <laughs> i mean i feel like most of the time it's like an eight hour day but then we do have like what percentage would you say that we have like traditions in there tea ceremonies or something like that yeah, yeah like 20% of the time, it's it's a 12-hour day with tea ceremonies and, and... Like, we'll go to the bride's house the same first, and then mm-hmm. he'll come with his guys and go and see her, and then they'll do, like, a whole ceremony there, mm-hmm. and then they'll eat, and then we'll go to his house after, and then we'll eat, and they do the whole... The, mud, the red envelope, you know, exchanging all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's... We arrive about an hour before the bride's completely done getting ready. We do the flat lays, like the invites, mm-hmm. okay, we, we, we do that. And then we just film the last little bit of touch up for the bride. And putting on the dress. And putting on the dress. And, and if they have uh, two photographers, two video, then we have another team mirroring it with the guys. At the same time. But I will always, and if they do a first look, then I'll always, once we get to that location, I'll shoot like the groom, like kind of like a mock getting ready, you know, because build anticipation. Yeah, for the first look, and then, yeah, and then we'll do a bridal party if they didn't do a first look. It's separate bridal parties, you know, and then ceremony, and then family photos, bridal party, sunset yeah. photo, yeah. reception. Yeah. But um, it's it's eighty percent of the time. That's that's our our timeline mm-hmm. yeah but we're always open but to we whatever also get like want. super out of the box weddings yeah. as well mm-hmm. they're super non-traditional no bouquet toss no cake cutting no one day they'll do a ceremony and then two days later they'll have a huge party with like um food trucks and stuff you Ooh. know so we get i feel like we get a range of different things and i feel like a lot of couples nowadays are a lot more global they're, they're a lot more spread out so they'll have already gotten married in china or they're going to have a wedding in china you know or or something like that so it's more of a reception or you know so they they'll you know people like indian wedding or there's people on the east coast there's a lot of brides last year that that had already been married or were doing multiple you know look getting married in multiple like in Asia and then New York and then California. Yeah. So they'll have three weddings into like one huge video. So that always gets out of the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, which part of the like the wedding uh, you are uh, that you are most passionate about? Which part of the wedding day? Uh, maybe it's just like the entire thing, from pre-wedding to actual day. Uh, maybe one part that you are most passionate about me if if you're not shooting engagements find a way to do it for me the engagement shoot is what i'm most passionate most passionate about because that's where the couple is like themselves and i, I mix it the in pressure of the family without the pressure yeah. of the day you know because it's like such a huge event that they're stressed out or thinking mm-hmm. about everybody else and so i'm mixing that footage in the wedding film you know, sometimes it's a tiny bit, sometimes it's a lot, but it, I, that's just what I do. That's what I love. So for me, I love that. For me, 
I enjoy like the bridal party when there's like crazy when all the friends are just like letting them I feel like that's when the couples are like really themselves when they have their friends around and they just can be like goofy and silly and not think about us I really enjoy that part nice okay uh so uh, I have another question from another uh, another guest. Uh, he actually asked, like, uh, what are the sources out there that is available for newcomers, up and coming newcomers that wants to join into this wedding industry? I feel like I I do not know. <laughs> I, a lot of times I um I, I would say like the steps for someone that is new is, is definitely find yeah find a friend find somebody you can you can meet online get a mentor because it's so situational it's it depends so much on your country depends so much on your skill level on your equipment on on a million things so find someone that's like going to be able to actually speak into your life and give advice um, I feel like an advice that they're like actually open to give you know that they just kind of want to put it all out there versus like no these are my secrets i need to hold on to this you know yeah like i started doing mentorships for people that are local in my area um i know and, and i didn't get in yeah <laughs> <laughs> i would totally be open to doing doing something but i i wanted to start with local because i have a history of doing like brand identity and so my brain just works that way i i I look at a person, I talk to somebody, and I kind of get these like this intuitive feeling of like who they are, like what makes them different, and their their way of expressing themselves, and and their art. And so I I dive deep into um, into what is the in my concept like what's the best version of their art? What's the best version of them? Like how do I see them being truly themselves and finding the right couple, finding the right style, you know, and then and kind of pinpointing maybe different places where they're not quite hitting what they think they're hitting. Like, as simple as like, yeah, if you shoot down eyeline, you know, look at this feeling you're getting versus just come right under eyeline or come at shoulder level, you know, with like certain lenses, like that's a completely different feeling. And I'm seeing you shoot down a lot and you're not noticing that. Like, it's just small things sometimes that it's like, you know, tweaks that are like, that makes a big difference, you know what I mean? And and um a lot of times when you're starting you're so caught up in all the different variables you never get in the moment you never shoot with your heart so it's really just like trying to find a few different things to tweak paint a picture for them be a soundboard and to be a mentor and give them some encouragement and like really help steer them into a place where the most important thing in the moment when you're filming you're actually able to be in the moment and film with your heart and not be thinking about all the logical things. You're able to really just uh, see things, and, and and that's the most important thing. Like to find your intuition in the moment, you know. So definitely mentor. Definitely mentor. Like people, whoever you look up to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be personal and try to make friends, you know, and it's the biggest help for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so uh, maybe you can... Sh- uh, I have one more question from another listener. Uh, he, he actually asked, what's the end goal of like wedding photography and videography? Like, uh, we can't be doing this for the rest of our lives, right? So uh, what's the ultimate goal for you guys towards the very end? 
Well, uh, maybe you can tell us because we don't know. <laughs> mm, I uh, guess for. I think, mm, sorry, so go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I was oh. say, I think for me, we. Like, we. Hmm. If we wanted a venue at one point, I feel like both of us, you know? And then right now, he kind of doesn't want a venue anymore. No, 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 no. We haven't talked about this. Oh. But. <laughs> so. <laughs> I feel like similar to that last that last thing. You've got to kind of stay in your pocket in life and in the moment when you're shooting, right? And I, I was thinking a lot towards ahead, ahead towards the future. I was thinking about owning a venue, I was planning that out and things. And and I personally have uh, faith in in God that like I trust the process I'm going through, and it may work out to my plans or may not, but. Um, I knew at that moment I was thinking ahead to the future too much and I was not enjoying the present and I was missing out on being the best that I could be in the moment. So I still want a venue. I still think that um, it would be fun to do that. But just as much as I didn't plan on coming into this business and it being as good as it is, I'm open to whatever other. I'm open to the process yeah. of like being surprised by. Sounds like a chameleon, though. He's had so many jobs and <laughs> is really good at whatever he does. Oh, so I feel like whatever he does, it's gonna be good. <laughs> but I think that for other professionals, though, you know, finding a way to you even build teams if that's a natural thing. It was a natural for us to build a team, you know, and and see where that goes or or to save money and own a venue or you know i think that you work hard in the moment and then opportunities will present itself you know what i mean i know there's a lot of us out there filming weddings and shooting weddings so there's going to be a lot of us in 10 years trying to break into new markets and that will be interesting because there's a lot of us but you know, I think there's going to be opportunity. It's going to be. I mean, there is. It's yeah. going to be a huge generation of people moving up into that, where we're going to be starting to question things at the same time. You know, and so it will be interesting in the economy. But I think that there will be opportunity for us, and we need to work hard on our craft now and keep our eyes open to the future. Um, you know, us personally, we think about owning a venue. Though. Okay, okay, that's that's a quite a quite a detailed plan. <laughs> So uh, uh, <laughs> maybe maybe you can. Sorry. I said welcome to my brain. <laughs> okay. So uh, another question is, what's the biggest mistake that you guys made in your uh these three years when you're working on the weddings? Um, biggest mistake. I feel like not doing it earlier on. Not doing maybe a workshop earlier on too. Yeah. It would have jump-started a lot of things by, um, yeah, not doing a workshop earlier. She always learned in the right step. I, you know, like, but just like getting a mentor, getting perspective, it will jump-start things mm -hmm. doing it during a workshop. You don't need to do a bunch, but that. Taking on, if you feel in your gut this couple this bride isn't right don't do it mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. that was a few of those mistakes where like everything worked out fine you know but you felt in your gut like hey that's not right or that's but 
you know, your brain's like, oh, it'll be fine. You know, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, trusting our gut. Yeah. We trust our gut now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then uh, what's the what's the biggest myth in the industry? Do you think like right now? I think that the biggest myth is that a hundred thousand dollars actually means a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> because once you're, making, once you're making over six figures or whatever, like yes. you think that it's this mythical thing, like it really is six figures, but coming from the corporate side, coming from a normal job side, and then having a successful business here doing this, like it doesn't actually equate to that much money because <laughs> we're paying for associates, we're paying for second shooters, we're paying more and more, the bigger you get, you're, you're, we end up paying more and more every year for uh print materials or promotions or for just like it, it just there's always another thing to add to the list and mm-hmm. and so um you kind of got for us we had to come to terms with that like okay we're saving money we're, we're, we're having fun doing this we're supporting a family we're very comfortable and happy and we love what we're doing that's good you know we're not going to be like you know making tons of money yeah. you know what i mean so i think that Looking at it from the beginning side, I don't think you can imagine, oh my gosh, if I just, if I shoot these 30 weddings at this much money, it's going to be $100,000, I'm going to be so rich. It's like, no, you're not. And it doesn't actually mean $100,000. Yeah. You know, like it's... It means like 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's quite you know. true because of the, because of the US tax and stuff. The tax is really high, right? 30%, I guess. Yeah, basically. Yeah. There's, yeah. yes. Take all our money, cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, because when I see the pricing of the the U.S. Uh, wedding market, it's a lot more different than Singapore one. Singapore one, we are talking about uh, the average entry uh, wedding videography is about two thousand uh, U.S. So, uh, but our tax here is for the first two years. Eh, for the for for the first year, you are not obligated to pay tax to the government. But after that, uh, you have to pay, uh, I think, 7% or like a 10% uh, uh, like a government uh, service tax. So uh, a lot a lot more, uh, uh, how to say, it's a little bit better than US. Uh, but then uh, how we charge will be also different because um, most of the couples here, like the, the sweet spot is about 2,000 bucks. Anything more... They don't see, they don't see how how the the US are looking at. Like you guys can easily charge like a lot of the people are charging like four thousand, five thousand, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in Singapore, if you are doing five thousand, uh, people will just think they are crazy. <laughs> so I think I think it's the it's I think it's a mindset shift. Yeah. So I, I think that. Doubt. Yeah. Yeah. LA, there is like benefits to it that we like. There's so many people getting married. The weather's good all year round. The season lasts all year round, and then there's like no time, no downtime. You know, yeah. not, we don't get snow or anything like that. And it's people, always warm. Yeah, and people are spending money on their weddings, and they care about the way they look and the way their weddings look. You know, and I, I it's not true for every market. You know, mm-hmm. like I think Singapore probably does care about the way that way that their weddings look you know and and like the way people look at them you know but like a lot of places states in in uh, the united states 
there's a larger demographic of people in other states that like don't have that same priority for money invested into just how they look or how like the wedding looks you know so it's different anywhere you go wait uh crazy rich asians is that <laughs> singapore yeah, yeah i mean it's mostly shot in singapore yeah, it's yeah so that was i feel like that was really a cool movie because like a lot of our couples like always talk about them and be like, I want my wedding like this, you know, like this movie. Yeah. So no, they are crazy. <laughs> because Singapore, yeah. need to get into. No, because Singapore, I think that's just the like the top five to ten percent of the people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's not a clear representation of what Singapore is like. Because no one would actually just, go there to have a meal or something on top of like the roof. Uh unless you are willing to pay like a thousand bucks or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a small percentage, of a couple weddings a year where it's like someone that's somewhat famous or a movie producer or something like that. You know, that's like that. You know, that's like that's a whole other different set of expectations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. again same here. It's like five percent of the people. I yeah. see. Okay. So yeah. the last question is. Uh, is there anything our listeners can do like right now uh, to improve their their skill set like uh, to when they want to enter this industry not just for weddings but I think for for corporate for people that want to go into photography or videography uh, besides getting a mentor that's for sure uh, is there anything like they can do like right now because getting a mentor takes time takes some sort of like chemistry and like you know how to find the right person but uh, what can they do in technical aspect or like I say buy, buying good, like a good camera makes a big difference. Knowing how to actually use your camera, know what the settings are. Because I feel like a lot of people like say they're photographers and they don't even know how to use their settings. Um, and starting out with 35, I think it's the best lens to like learn on because it's like such a safe lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the photography side. Yeah, I mean, I think it's sim- simple, like, or it's similar to like video, getting a, a decent enough camera that, depending on your style, from my style, it'd be more like a Blackmagic 4K because I like more of like a vintage analog look. I do think it's similar to video. I think getting, I mean, a Sigma lens, it's a good lens, you know, get a Sigma 35, Sigma 50, get a, a you know, got a, you know, 50 right here, the Sigma art lens, you know, you, you're going to, uh yeah yeah so i use ef lenses and i have an adapter but whatever it is get a decent lens decent camera and just start experimenting a lot with it but yeah i mean i think a lot of the times i'll I'll meet a lot of different people that'll have a vision of this informed by youtube this informed by something where they're like i'm gonna be a travel photographer i'm gonna go travel and i'm gonna do these travel videos and it's like yeah, but you, you only want to do that just because you see somebody else doing that and you think that's what to, what you're supposed to do, you know? So, like, a lot of times people have this vision of what they should be doing and, the, and they're not just looking at their current situation right now. What can you do? What can you go film? What's actually put in front of your field of view? Because I really believe whatever you believe in, God, the universe, whatever, it it's putting it in front of your view. So, like, work at it and then, and then do the best you can at that and something else will come up, you know? So, I... I think that it's a matter of like you do have to invest into gear to make it decent enough 
but start with what you can get and then start creating but like like i practiced on my kids yeah. because they moved a lot so i was like mm-hmm. if i can capture them moving a lot running around <laughs> then yeah. one of the first things i made was like a personal documentary and i and i um submitted it to like film festival and it was cool it won the film festival and and then um so my first project ever was i was a i was doing motion graphics and and our this company i was at we had a like basically a commercial that we had to produce we had a um an agency come in and quote us at like three hundred thousand dollars or something crazy something it was just like a huge number and 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 it was like a brand identity and a lot of different things but it included this commercial and and my boss like who was the vp and i were sitting in his office and we're like no let's do it ourselves and so i hired a dp and and i we rented a red camera and we traveled to a bunch of different countries and flew people in and we made it ourselves but from that experience of just like look this is a possibility I'm going to believe that it's in front of me for a reason, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it as good as I can and apply all of myself to it. And and it, it's and it, it's the next step. And it led to the next thing, led to the next thing. And and I think that, like... I feel like you can start small. Like you don't have to start with, like, the biggest thing that mm-hmm. you want, you know? Yeah. The thing in front of you that's the most exciting, ask yourself, is it the right thing? And then make that as big and as cool as possible and put your whole self into it. And then something else will come into your view. Yeah, I think that's a universal truth for anybody asking that question. Okay, well, that's really good, Nugget. Thank God I recorded this. <laughs> so, uh, how uh, if people are interested in your work, right? Uh, where can they find you? Is there an IG handle or like a website that people can refer to? Yeah, so that people can understand more about your style. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, foolishly rushing in. So. I think most of our connection with people, it's it's on Instagram, although we like do other things like Pinterest and Facebook and stuff. We're mostly on Instagram and and um, so that's Instagram.com, you know, foolishly, foolishly rushing in. Okay, thank you so much, you guys. You have been like such a good fun. spot, like sharing all your details and your nuggets and all the golden tips, especially for couples that are working together. It's very rare, at least for Singapore, it's very rare to have couples working together uh, on, a, on a certain like project or even like a company.